Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chefs and Friends podcast. Before we get going this week, I remind you to follow us on the application formerly known as Twitter, X, Chefs and Friends. Um, send us an email, shepsandpreds at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, leave us a five-star review. Um, and then, you know, tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what we're doing right. Just uh, share any opinions with us. We're, we're, we're happy to hear from you. Uh, this week, it will be myself, John, and Matt. Matt, sell, say hello. Hello. Excited uh, to talk CFL football. Excited to talk CFL football. Uh, we will be talking uh, a little bit of review of the Week 20 action, which saw, which saw the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders officially complete their second consecutive uh, season-ending seven-game losing streak, a feat not accomplished since the 1820 Rough Riders did it uh, back in the early... No, uh, I don't know if anybody's ever done that. Uh, and the Calgary Stampeders secure the final playoff spot in the West. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the coaching situation in Saskatchewan. Uh, and then we'll talk about what's at stake week 21. Um, do a few preds for that. So anyway, with, before we get going, Matt, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, uh, I'm doing very well. Okay. Any takes? Any thoughts you'd like to share before we dive into the structured period of this pod? Well, unfortunately, I mean, this is going to be a quick eulogy for the coach's carousel. Oh. Unfortunately, because I think even if the writers make the playoffs, I think Saskatchewan, well, even if they had had, okay, all right, right. I think, I think. They would have probably dismissed Craig and looked for the next option. Calgary, now it's it's obvious. It was never really in uh, jeopardy, but a boy can dream that Calgary would look for other options. Uh, Chris Jones is where he wants to be and where where Edmonton will keep him. Uh, I think we'd see a a shakeup with Bob Dice over in Ottawa. I think Um, differently, but we can talk about that. Fair, fair. but I think everyone else is pretty set. I think everyone else is coming back for sure. And it doesn't look like there's that. If, if, if I'm right that those are the two vacancies, I don't believe that either coach will find a home at the other, uh, at the other place. Um, no. I, th- I think it'll come up from the ranks uh, from the, the other position coaches around the league. I think that's absolutely correct. I think that's a great observation because I would say that I, and I've shared this with you privately, but my opinion on the Ottawa situation is as bad as this season was, um, you ha- there's been so little coaching turnover that um, you really would have to go, unless you're going to, I guess, I guess unless the only, uh, how would I, Unless the feeling is that uh, Kahari Jones has spent enough time uh, outside of head coaching that he's ready to come back in, that would be the only candidate that I would think you fire Bob Dice for. But otherwise, you're just saying, okay, we ran this coaching search last summer. We selected Bob Dice. 
And now we're going to go out and run a coaching search with the same exact candidates available. That but seems do any, like a bad idea to me. You, you, well, that seems idea. like that seems like a bad idea when, when yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't well, like it. But isn't, isn't the calculus, isn't the new calculus that those coaches you decided not to go with look a lot more appealing? Right, because you've yes, you you, you now know what you're you're going to get. I think. Well, yeah, I, I, I no, I, I think there is to... part of that. Certainly, I mean, it's not like you're like, oh, we're doing this because we feel we a hundred percent made the right decision. <laughs> uh, you know, I th- it would be hard. I'd be hard pressed to imagine them saying that. But I think you. I I, I just I don't know. I would be awfully surprised if Ottawa gets gets goes off to another direction from dice um after after one season i think again just because if if we were looking at a scenario where i'm just throwing out names willy-nilly but let's just say like okay like edmonton the whole thing with jones blew up okay so he's on the open market like oh my god calgary actually did get rid of dickinson okay he's on the open market um and then so even just the addition of those two obviously then i could understand it but i feel like with so few uh proven head coaches in play apart from i would say the wild card being kahari jones um i just don't see it happening i just don't see it happening but we shall see we will you know what we will get an answer do you see the red blacks um and I think more like Oseg getting a little desperate. No, see, that's the thing. I feel like they're, I feel like it would be more, I, I would, I, I don't know. It's hard to, obviously you're not, I have no inside information, but my <laughs> feeling would be, oh, it's so tough. I would almost feel if I was them that they feel like they've been screwed by the football gods two years in a row. <laughs> and if they can just stay the course, now obviously that's not reality, <laughs> but I feel like it's more likely that that's the case okay. with the Sean Burke-led uh, Red Blacks than them just like totally freaking out. I think with the ops cap, mm, freaking mm-hmm. out is really not an option. Uh, which is a detriment. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Like, I think that does hinder teams in a lot of cases that they... But, I mean, shoot, sometimes you got to work it out. Fair play to the Edmonton Elks. Like, I think everyone and their mother was ready to fire Jones. They didn't. And then, listen, were they... They were not outstanding by any measure down the stretch, but they certainly found a different gear and turned the corner possibly in this rebuild. And I don't think that happens if they have the ability to fire Jones and then field a fully funded coaching staff next year while still paying him off. So there is, you know, in this world of uh, here today, gone tomorrow, there is some positives for kind of a forced, uh, uh, you know, forced marriage uh, to continue. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I think overall it is a hindrance. Yeah. Um, But something that makes sense. But this is all to say, we're all talking about this because the end of the Craig Dickinson era in uh, Saskatchewan is upon us. Uh, as I said earlier, back-to-back uh, 
seven seven straight losses to end the season. Uh, this year, they really just had to like win any of those last seven uh, to make the playoffs, and they couldn't do it. It's not like they lost seven in a row and they had to win three of them or anything. No, they just like had to win one of them, and they really couldn't do that. So <laughs> by some miracle... And this all right, all right. I honestly, this I don't know why this gets under my skin, not under my skin, but I was like, uh, Jake Mayer tweeted something like, you know, they they were sleeping on us. You're six and eleven. They <laughs> should be sleeping crazy. on you. Are you what? What you a six and eleven team made it? What nuts? What like? What do you mean they were sleep? Yeah, yes, they were sleeping on you. They should and- still be. But this well, is what's frustrating. Mr. Throw for 123 yards, 10 of 21 yes, for 123. This is what's like, frustrating. Is like up. you know how this ends. You know how this ends with Calgary pulling the upset over BC and going to the uh, Western final, where I think Winnipeg would still win that. But like it's like uh, I don't know why that gets. I I guess I just like hate the idea. I just like hate the casual calling of people who perfectly like diagnose the situation of being haters just because everyone else around you also stinks it's like ha you thought we sucked you didn't know about the saskatchewan rough riders they actually suck more than us it's like not (laughs) what you both are bad anyway that got under my skin a little bit but craig season is over uh the gm uh mr jeremy o'day if i'm not mistaken Um, That, that is his name he gets a three-year contract renewal, uh, which now that's insane. Retaining is one thing if he was in the middle of a contract, but a three-year renewal for the GM. I mean, I don't know. There will ha- I, I will have to just read what comes out on this, but that seems absurd. Thoughts? Does it count against the? That's the, I don't know. Ops cap. I, it would be. It's a newly. It's a new contract. No, but it, yeah, but it was still. Oh, like oh, his well, salary. no, no, no. His yeah, okay, sorry. Against the ops cap. I I don't. I, I don't think of it two I don't ways. believe. I don't believe so. Oh, yeah, so it, it might not be. But that I, might be something where they're like. I don't know. Maybe they they hope they can swallow it. You but know, I just they don't want him to be. I like, think I, I think it is important to not. I, I think one year contracts are. They say something specific. You know what it's like playing on a one year contract. I'm totally thinking of Moneyball <laughs> right now. It's not easy no, to do I, what I do I, under I, the cloud of a one year contract. I agree. I'm not saying. <laughs> but if you're I'm giving saying him two, why don't, don't you give him sign three? him to a new contract. Get a new GM. Well, they but have, if you're going to sign him, I guess. Well, so here, fair. this this no, that's your fair. If you're mind. going to sign him, what else? What are you supposed to do? This, this he, paints both yeah. your and my re- reactions to this. Is you don't think he put together a good squad? Yes, I don't. Correct. I'm not going to stump for the guy, but I, I do think that in terms of a, a squad in general, he he did well for himself. Um, as you mentioned, obviously the Weineke injuries. Um, the the wide receiver but, injuries but, were awfully unlucky with Linius, um, 
Shaper Baker, uh, Wine Wine. But you had guys like Bain and Emlius step up. Shout you also Bain. had, you know, there is unfortunately at this moment a dearth of both quarterbacks and running backs that if you don't have a starting quarterback, you're really, really hamstrung. Um, and, and the bar for starting quarterback in the CFL, because of how good defenses are getting, has gone up and up. And unfortunately, the guy on the 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 ass end of this is is Dane Evans, who had a chance to kind of prove his bona fides as he's going into the offseason and got stomped on. And so Dane Evans yeah. is a guy that I think is is a good quarterback, but because the quality of defensive backs, um, especially and uh, defenses in, in general, have, have increased over the last five years. Um, it's it's really put a high premium uh, on quarterbacks, and meaning in previous years, guys like Mason Fine would probably get away with more than he got. A, he didn't get away with this year. I think that's, I think that's totally, totally a, a, a good point. So yeah, I mean, I think you put together. I think it's very difficult in the CFL right now um, to have the injuries are more costly than I think we've ever, you know, in our time really following the CFL have really injuries have always happened, but they seem to be much more detrimental, right? Having um, said that, I I love your point. Sidebar, yeah. Dane is 100% a starter in the league next year, but moving on. <laughs> but, like, but that's what I mean. Like, is that good? No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, I, I just found that really interesting that you pointed that out, that he really did not particularly shine in his opportunities with BC, but the state of quarterback play, yes. uh, if I was Ottawa or Saskatchewan, Obviously, we have to evaluate how Trevor Harris looks post-injury. It looks like he's on his way to recovering. Um, so he would be my number one option. But I do think that Evans would have to be in play uh, for either of those two organizations. 100%. 100%. Uh, which is interesting, honestly. Maybe even Hamilton. Who knows? <laughs> who, who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> um, so that's that. Uh, the... Dickinson era had highs. Our boy yeah. Cody Fajardo emerged. It had lows. Our boy Cody Fajardo left. Um, and uh, all told, um, it got off to a weird start with the whole Chris Jones leaving. Um, and anyway, it's it's over now. It must have been love, but it's over now. Any final thoughts on that matter? No, I, I mean, you know, I do wait, hope the best for Craig Dickinson. Yes, um, oh, absolutely. Salt of the earth, Montana guy. Great falls. I don't, falls I don't think up. it's the last we've seen of him. I think yeah. he can. Um, I think he can get yeah. a job in Calgary. <laughs> I heard he's, he told I talked to him. He said he has an in. He knows some people are going to pull some strings. Uh, yeah. It is it is very interesting though because I feel like because it's so as you said earlier, not that it was ever in play, but there I think fairly well it's so weird like 
fairly unfairly i think like this was kind of the you know the start of questions being asked of craig's brother dave yeah but you know this playoff loss puts like an odd like you know it shushes that in an odd way where or not playoff loss sorry playoff birth shushes those talks in a way that i don't think it really should particularly like yeah i mean i guess i just find it I do forget constantly that we're less than five years removed from a, a Stampede or Grey Cup. I know, but in the CFL, five years is starting to get old. I'm be honest. It's I know we have a. Uh, it's, it's starting to age there. It's it starting is. to age there. It is, but I mean they've been, you know, I it's. Yeah, so I want to... Sorry, this is what I want to say. I just want to make sure... I I, I doubt... No, 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 no. I doubted myself as I started my sentence, and I was like, am I about to make the biggest ass myself? But no, I was right. I should trust my gut. I don't know why I questioned this. The question with Dave is in his role as general manager. Mm, I specifically think that that needs to come under the microscope. Um, When you see... Other players um, succeeding. I don't the entire uh, Toronto Argonauts defense um, that Calgary has had difficulty retaining. Um, Bain in Saskatchewan. The list goes on. Obviously, you ha- you can't sign everybody, but it seems can't sign you can't sign everyone. But there's been a lot of successful ex Stampeders out and about these days. Uh, Urumalade. Um, uh, Sankey, who's back in, um, obviously, like I said, Bain, uh, it seems a little bit odd to me. So I think that is something that would be wise to, uh, or, you know, again, not that it was ever going to, but I think that I hope this playoff berth doesn't totally stop Calgary from being critical of what their current setup is. Uh, with this dual GM head coach situation. Anyway, that's, those are my thoughts on the coaching carousel. Love it. That would be, but maybe won't be. All right. <laughs> Let's do a quick review of week 20, um, the final consequential week uh, for the teams, but not the final consequential week for our Preds pool. Um, starting off, you had that Calgary-BC matchup. Uh Vernon Adams did get the start, uh, though he did not play the entire game. Uh, Left midway through, 9 for 13, 116 yards and one interception. As you said, Matt, Dane came in uh, and stunk it up a little bit, 14 of 20. He had those three interceptions. Um, Just not a good performance by BC, but uh, in the end, I think that I was surprised that Vernon even played. Uh, I said this to you, a healthy Vernon Adams is infinitely more important than home field advantage. I think the second uh, that he started hobbling in their previous game, they should have just said, okay, we're done. This guy's, nope. Like in that Hamilton game, I was shocked that he, you know, I know they had a buy in between, but I was shocked that he came back for this game. Uh, I think that was a tough decision or sorry, didn't have, um, but anyway, that's over. Any thoughts on that one, Matt? I think week uh, or round one is going to be very interesting. I think that you mentioned earlier, very uh, 
very much chance to be closer. Closer than the experts think. (laughs) You know, I I think BC was not fully off the gas. This was not a coast for BC, even though it arguably should have been. Because I agree. It it was a tough road to get, especially after their loss to Winnipeg. It was an uphill battle to get that first round by. And I think they probably should have just accepted their fate and prepared yeah, for, I, I, for I was surprised. But, I was surprised by taking But I guess it is a mentality thing. Like, you got to, like, no, we're always going for it at all times. Yeah. But I, ah. that's, a, yeah, totally understandable why they did it. Yeah. No, you know, not, nothing for, for Rick, for me. Yes. Yes. No, just the, not the decision I would have made. Not the wrong decision, right. but just not the one that I – because I guess like I don't have that dog in me. I play it safe, and I I'm weak, and I'm fearful of what might happen. You've not, not what you've not not, been not the good things that could happen. You've not been leading professional football players no. professionally. For no, I'm scared for of the game years. of football. You don't need to, like, they have a different mentality. The game Your of football scares too. me, obviously. Um, uh, so you know that was interesting, but um. Yeah, Calgary uh, limps backwards, I might add, uh, into the playoffs with a 6-11 and record. Currently, uh, they can uh, raise that to 7-11, which would at least be cool. Um, but yeah, Feels kind of an better. odd one. Six I will say, unfortunate Tyler's not here because they did run the ball an awful lot. Obviously, the score is going to dictate that. Um, but a 15-carry Kadeem Carey game, 8-carry Peyton Logan game, uh, you know, I, I think that just should be shouted out at any chance. Should be <laughs> shouted out. Um, any final, th- like you said, this will be an, this will be an, like, yeah, I mean, I feel like because Calgary had so many like games where you would say they, they lost so many games. And what I mean by that is they didn't always get beat out there. There were a lot of times they were the ones making the mistakes, giving the other teams the game. And so because that, I think that does strike a little bit of fear in BC and certainly in me as somebody who will be rooting for BC. You say like, oh, well, what if they don't make the mistakes? I'm totally confident that a mistake, <laughs> like, like you could say, I believe BC beats a, you know, low mistake Ottawa Red Blacks. Yeah. I don't believe BC if, – if Calgary goes out there and plays well and limits the turnovers, uh, that's a team who has the skill to get the job done. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I'm very excited. Very excited. All right, moving on, Matt. Give us uh, your review. Oh, sorry. It should be noted that none of us predicted that game correctly. Um, Matt, give us uh, – your review of a game that all of us predicted correctly, because how could you not? Well, and, and for the reason, like the dog, the dog is the story of the the Western Division, like BC, and we saw this when they came out firing at the beginning of last season. We're like, okay, these guys are are headbangers. They want to go play football. Uh, we saw a little bit of a lack of that in Calgary, but something happened after the the loss to Hamilton where they said, okay, we're in a position, we've been given this gift that we can um, 
that we can make something of, of this season. We yes. can go to the playoffs. We can have a chance. Uh, we we can beat BC. We can go toe to toe with Winnipeg and and Calgary. Turn it around. Um, seems like they might do more than they even. Uh, you know, like they don't even need to win next week, but I yeah. think they might. Uh, and they've they've got some fight. Saskatchewan has has no fight. They have they have had given up a long time ago. Fight um, fight is limited. I, There's no and I have been you know and two weeks ago we I talked about bobblehead ass shit that Craig was saying and we got the the great quote. Let me pull it up. Um, well, we got the we're giving guys a couple. This is on the 14th. Oh my goodness. <laughs> This is their bye week. Oh, uh, this is an all timer. We're giving the guys a couple of days off. Bring them in on Sunday. Do something with them. Maybe uh, something as simple as get in the weight room, lift some weights. Maybe head to the bowling alley and throw some pins. First, I love that he said throw some pins. <laughs> I don't know why, but that particularly didn't sit well with me. That's really bad. It's like no, we're we're gonna get ready to go to war, right, Craig? Like, right? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. I, I think that sure makes sense. Like, it's funny is that a similar thing happened in the uh, NFL this past week with the Detroit Lions. Reports okay. came out that they were like, oh, you know, we're, we're doing a few less padded practices, you know, just like stepping back a little bit. And they just got ran by the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you mean you're taking it easy? You, like, I, I, yeah, that quote was so odd. I mean, Obviously, I will never know the pressure of a professional athlete, but if a team loses five straight, it's not like, you know what, these guys have too much pressure on them. It's like, no, 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 they're just not performing well enough. Like, you don't need to go in and (laughs) yell at them, but clearly there are improvements to be made. And time away from the practice field doesn't seem like the best way to spend possible practice days. Right. Insanity. Uh, And then the week before that was – Big loss to Hamilton. Playoffs are slipping out of grasp. We're just getting our asses kicked right now. I'm embarrassed. That was an embarrassing performance. It's like who yes. like, who talks like that? That that communicates something. You you're communicating something to your players, to the fans who you can see all over Twitter. I guess I'm people saying. I guess I'm saving 750 bucks next year because I will not be. <laughs> you know, I, That's I, I'm tough, not man. That's sad. Which you're right. You don't. You don't want like. Uh, but that's how. Uh, yeah, it is sad though. But like, this is obviously how franchises go into like you know, they regress. Is you have two straight years of, you know, belief dying on the vine at the end of seasons. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'm not going to commit time to this anymore. It's very sad. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I, I don't think like the, like um, our boy Rod Peterson, he was throwing out some like head coaching candidates for uh, the riders. And the first name off it was, you know, you know, and I, I read this a few other places, but the first, first name was uh, Paul LaPolice. And it's like, Yo, first of all, Lapolis sounds like seems like a great guy. Absolutely love his work with TSN, but it's like that cannot be the move. Is bringing a guy who's a year removed from being fired. 
from his job with the Red Blacks. It's like there has Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more splash, I think. Ideally, the Riders are a flagship franchise in the CFL. Like they need to bring in a, a, you know, they need to bring in a coach that returns them to prominence uh, immediately, in my opinion. 100%. Hundo P. All right. Final game of the season or final game of the week. Um, this one just was what it was. I don't have anything to say. Uh, Winnipeg mopped up uh, the Elks. Um, the Elks end the season 14 and 4. Um, listen, it's not how anybody drew it up. 14, <laughs> 4 and 14. You wish you slipped into dreamland in there my for a head. little bit. <laughs> In my head, um, the uh, the quarterback guy by committee for the Blue Bombers, uh, Caleros and Brown, uh, combined to go twenty of uh, or sorry, yeah, twenty of um, twenty three, which by all accounts is pretty good. Brown tossed two touchdowns, Caleros the one. Uh, Brady Oliveira with another solid game, uh, seventy two yards and two tutties. Um, very excited for award season. I think the MOC race between Betts and Oliveira could get heated, but I think Betts is bailing the committee out. This is totally off subject, but I was thinking about this over the weekend. Betts bailed the awards committee out by, he's just going to win defensive player of the year. <laughs> right. And so now they don't have to worry about who to give MOC to. Yes. Because they just give MOC to Oliveira yep. and Betts gets defensive player of the year. If Betts hadn't have done that, that would have been difficult. But like, <laughs> so I think it, I was, I, I thought I was like, oh, all right, well, that's going to work out for everybody. So g- good for them. Good for them. Anyway, um, it's the end of the season for the Elks. Uh, it looks like the Chris Jones uh, experience will continue. Uh, and according to him this week, uh, uh, Trey Ford will enter the 2024 season as the uh, first option at quarterback, though he does say anything is on the table, which I found, I don't know, I found odd that there, it seems to me they're, and I, cause I do think they have, I know uh, Cornelius has a contract for next year, but they're going to run it back with the same exact quarterback room. That seems not ideal. Um, anyway, just my own two cents. Um, but yeah, so the first, uh, you know, first half year of Trey Ford was exciting. Um, if not probably a little bit, um, how would you describe it, Matt? It's like, he was obviously very exciting, but definitely nowhere as good as people thought. No, he was, I don't know that he was even that exciting. Oh, I think he's awfully exciting, but not like he, he got, he got one or two, uh, like high engagement plays, like tweet wise, he had he had he had a couple of good. He was good for a couple scrambles, but like he can't get it done. <laughs> dual threat. You are not a fan of Trey. Ford. Wait, I, what, what am I supposed to be a no, fan no, of? No, no, no. The hope he, he brought like, you he, a city. He he, he he went up against a just chilling. Like everyone gets a shot. Uh, <laughs> you know, final game of the year, uh, Winnipeg Blue Bombers and and lost. Well, like he's, I I know that he presided over 
four out of the four four victories man four victories wins this year but he was four sweet not not consistent when he was doing the dual threat thing yeah uh he would you know running running for 100 throwing for 150 uh didn't get it done and then you know for whatever reason if it was the play calling or if it was the game plan or just this how it shook out and he's doing more in the air throwing for 288 and only running for 14 that's great but not nowhere is he getting into the end zone yeah so like i i i mean i i don't see it i mean no i, I mean i, I also totally... understand that, i also understand that there like we talked about there are not a ton of there's a very clear top flight two of them uh Masoli and um and Harris were injured yes and and i understand that Trey Ford is on the you know second tier probably uh lower end of that maybe that's, maybe that's too harsh but second he's a second tier CFL quarterback um i don't i don't think that's harsh i think that like I guess yeah. I guess a I lot think of if people you were break, if you were to break, tier. yeah. I mean, I I think that's probably generous. At all being told, I think so, if you were to break up, if you were to like not you know to do this quickly, if you were to just say like ah, oh, let's break up the quarterbacks into thirds, you'd say like okay, Kelly, Masoli, Caleros, first third, uh, second yeah. third would probably be uh, Fajardo. See that's it gets really tough. There's tough. a clear for, there's a clear upper echelon, and then yeah, there's I mean, everybody they, else. There's yeah, I think, there's I think VA those three. Plays on a line. There's Powell there's, plays on a line. Yeah, but there's Harris those three. Plays, yeah. Fajardo is clear tier two, and mm-hmm. then I don't know about anybody else. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Interesting. So I, it it's over though. It is, and so another year of uh, Edmonton Elks football. They won at home. Really, that's all you can ask for. Um, that was the I, I think that was the if you asked, you know, them what the goal this season was, it was to break the streak. And they've done that. Um, and now we can move forward uh into a new season uh and get ourselves uh, you know, kind of back in the back to our winning ways. Hundred percent. Again, similar story though. To the uh, well, I guess like every you know in a nine-team league, it's hard to say that no team is important. Every team's important, um, but cannot have uh, cannot have the Edmonton Elks continue to struggle like this. Um, it's just not the bomb. It's not fun for fun for the league. Um, they kind of you know you don't and no you know it's just bad when any team struggles year in year out. You need a bad team to rotate. You know, right. like you need the stink to kind of rotate around the league. So that's that. <laughs> that's that. Uh, and then Winnipeg just is what Winnipeg is. Um, they're bosses, and you know they're going to be uh, they're going to be hosting the Western Final, uh, which I think is going to be going to be pretty fun. All right. Any final notes before we get into? Oh, and I guess also should mention that we all picked that correctly with Winnipeg winning. Um, any final notes on week 20 before we get into our, our week 21 picks and somehow try to pull something out of our asses to keep us, to not completely sink our hopes in a completely unpredictable week of games? <laughs> you got nothing? Nothing. Let's move on. All right. Week 21. Uh, oh, we should, I guess we should go over standings. 
uh, first. Um, you're leading. I have. I, I feel like there's a miscalculation here, but I don't want anybody to actually go back and check. I have carved out a significant lead over Tyler. It's a two-horse race right now, yeah, barring he, he insanity went, uh, this week. Yeah, he went two weeks in a row of two and two, and you had two golden or a gold two golden weeks in a row, and then yeah. we all went two and one. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. So I think there. Yeah. Well, that's what it was. It was two straight okay. golden, two straight golden weeks for you and I, and then two straight two and two or one and threes for uh, Tyler and Peter. God, that's so sick. <laughs> um, so speaking of tears, it's a it's a two horse race between you and I. You are one point ahead of me. Um, Obviously, Preds do not end after week 21. We pick the playoffs. Everybody knows the rules. Uh, but games are dwindling down. Games are certainly dwindling down. We may very well find ourselves in another uh, Grey Cup tiebreaker situation, which I don't know. I, 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 nobody likes to win like that unless it's me. <laughs> um, let's I've, talk. I'm, I'm feeling the heat. I got to tell It is. Like, this week will be crazy, though. This, will, this week will be crazy. Um, you know, cause there's, the, there is legitimate intrigue, you know, uh, I guess you know, let's, let's just do it game by game. Kick us off, Matt. You are the head of our Preds pool. Okay. Winnipeg, Calgary. What are you thinking? What do you think happens? Who do you think wins? Um, yeah. I think I, I am going to take Winnipeg on this one. And they already got to buy. They don't need to take this week off. I think it's going to be a half half rest for Winnipeg. Um, maybe some of their fringe guys are going to be given a little more um, responsibility. Uh, I, I think Calgary is resting. Yeah, resting, I think resting. That, yes, and I haven't yes. heard anything official, but I think maybe even Jake is not playing. Uh, give this one to Tommy Stevens. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think Winnipeg's just going to have to be the choice. Just yeah, you can't take two weeks off. Play hard. Yeah, they've they've already. Yeah, you can't take two weeks off. Mm-mm. So they're. I think you know we. And it we could get be a, a good sim- proving ground game for a lot of. We uh, get a similar formula games. of what they did this week, a little bit half and half, Caleros and Brown. Nobody's yeah. taking any risks, but you got to get those reps in. Um, nobody's taking any risks. I say as they go and play tackle football. Um, but yes, I too am taking the Winnipeg Blue Bombers just because I think it, I, you know, we're guessing at this point. It's we're recording this on Tuesday of game week. Um, kick is Friday. I, I don't know what Calgary do, but I, I, I would, I would imagine they're much more concerned with um, the divisional game in BC. So. That, that's where that's where I think that stands. Do we have a player performance pred for this one? Uh, yeah, we're gonna see. Uh, Tommy so Stevens. So t- okay. Uh, one hundred and this is kind of tough. It's like you might as well set the line at like ninety nine point five yards. Because I don't know if he's playing. You could do just... a total yards line with him, though, considering he'll probably run the ball at least mm-hmm. a little bit. 
Oh man, alive! Who like who would even play in this one? <laughs> oh boy, let's say uh, Peyton Logan. Love that. Forty-nine point five yards. Smash, uh, easy. Smash the over under. Uh, I smash the over on that. Okay, I'll take the under. Okay, good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I'm smashing the over on that. Okay. Okay. This to me is the most intriguing game of the week. <laughs> this is a wild one. What because with what we've talked about, right? Okay. So these teams are going back-to-back weeks. They're going to play here, and then they're going to play in Montreal um, in the Eastern Division game. You can look at this multiple ways. You can say, we're going to not give a single... Not that these teams don't know each other like the back of their hands, right? (laughs) Sure. There are no secrets between CFL teams. Mm -hmm. But you can say, we're... You know, know, with, with Hamilton, that's not totally true, though. With their, you know, they're got the new little quarterback action with Schiltz and Bo. So maybe they say we're not giving away any secrets. Same with Montreal. You can say, you know, I don't want, you know, we're going to, you know, keep Cody fresh. Or you can say, this is what I would kind of lean on. You say, no, 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 we're going to kick your ass this week. And then we're going to kick your ass the next week too. Which would probably be what I would lean towards. Uh, and so, given that information, I am going to pick the Montreal Alouettes. I feel like I have not been hot on Hamilton. No, you have, and I got called out on it last pod by Tyler, and and I look back, and he was right. Like Hamilton is. Uh, looking a little a little hot they're looking good but right. i um yeah i think that i think that both teams are gonna lay off and both teams lay off i think so right. i think so um and hamilton is, is who i expect to lay off I'm gonna. I, I, I I'm gonna go with Hamilton. I'm gonna overcome my gamesmanship drive yes. because I want to. I want to play smart, pick them. But I, like I, I think feel like Hamilton. Yeah, I mean, you could probably win the league by just picking the same thing I pick every time. I well, I I, I would. Yeah. No, you would. No, I'm saying yeah. you 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 would. But you, you wouldn't do could. that. Yeah, you're right. I should say you would if you wanted to. I, w- I would, and I, I. But I'm gonna overcome with this. The spirit yes. of the pick'em is yes. pick 'em like you see them. Yes. Um, I see both teams laying off a little bit, but I, I do think Hamilton kind of throwing Montreal off, and and you know, giving them a little bit to think about going into next week. Like, okay. I don't know. Are they more than more than they thought they were? Like, are they not? They're not giving up. Um, yeah, Hamilton looks good to me. They're playing well. I'm gonna go with Hamilton. I like that. I would like to say, because I'm examining uh, the injury report, 
as I always do week in and week out. That's how you become a fantasy champion. A um, couple of interesting tidbits for the Montreal Alouettes. Greg Ellingson, full participant. Wow. Even more so, though. Now, at least Greg's shown up for a game this year. Reggie White Jr. You'll remember him. Had 722 receiving yards uh, last season for the Alouettes. He is a full participant. Hasn't made an appearance yet this year, uh, but full participant in practice. Uh, so you never know. Some added juice juice uh, to the uh, Alouette's uh, passing game come playoff time. Might be a little bit interesting. Love it. Uh, okay. Finish us up here, Matt, with this one. You just like, – I mean, actually, I do know the answer. It's got to be it's got to be Toronto, right? This oh, sorry. Ter- player performance. Player performance. That's you. Uh, player performance for – I know. Um, I guess – Oh, all right. I know you're going to love this one. Jeshroon Antwi over (laughs) under 20.5 rushing yards. Under. Under? (laughs) What do you think his average is this year? I think it's... uh, We would have to figure out his average for kind of active (laughs) active participant games. I think his average is brought down significantly by games where he really is not a part of the game. A part of the 30, game 35 carries for 211 yards. I only I say this because all right, I, that's not fair. I should mention Walter Fletcher DNP non-football related and Willie Standback was a full participant but did have an illness uh earlier in the week. So I don't know, maybe something to think about with just Shroon there. So over under 20.5, I'm hitting the over. Why the hell not? Just Shroon gets the job done, gets a few carries, and goes over. Um, All right, Toronto, Ottawa. Let's talk. Uh, Toronto is better. They are going to, just like Winnipeg, well, I I guess I shouldn't even say, like, there's nothing nothing about... uh, not taking a break, taking a break. Like, are they going to lay off? As we've seen, yeah, they clinched what? Yeah, they're back up three weeks ago. Ottawa. They've just been just kicking ass. Toronto yeah, they, is so deep. They got that uh, dog. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're not predating it now, but I think for the Argonauts, this is a straight shot to a repeat. Oh, interesting. I really do. I think. I think they look really, really good. Yeah, they're, they're really solid. The defense, <laughs> they're they're very solid, and I think like, yeah, no, they're they're very very solid. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see how this whole thing plays out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Toronto this week. They're they're better. They're better, and their backups are better. Um, mm-hmm. It is what it is. It just is what it is. All right, player performance. Player performance is who's even playing for Ottawa. I want to do an Ottawa one. It can't be Devonte Williams. <laughs> oh God! Let's see here. Let's go to their last matchup. And see how we did when we were at BMO. BMO. 
Like, do I toss something for the crumb buster? All right, let's let's say Dustin Crumb won ninety nine point five yards. He was one eighty three uh, in week nineteen. One ninety nine point five passing. Yes. Under. I'm saying over. You're crazy. <laughs> but yeah, Toronto gets this one done, in You're my opinion. Great. Yes, I think that's correct. Um, obviously, I would like to make a note. This is usually the time in the program where we talk fantasy, but as you will know, we called that weeks ago because I was so far ahead. So, already reminder that I've already secured one championship this year, and I'm coming for that second one. Um, with that being said, Matt, any final notes before we bid these fine people adieu? Nothing. This was a great week. Enjoy the final week before the playoffs. We're about to walk in. Reminder. Coming up. This is the final uh, week. Friday games. Enjoy it while you can. Eastern semi and Western semi both on Saturday. Western final both on a Saturday. I hate that, by the way, but whatever. And the Grey Cup. Uh, I like the stack. I like I the, stacked like the stack. I just liked it on a Sunday. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I get that, and I totally understand the argument of we watch CFL football on Saturday all year round. Why do you change it for the playoffs? I, I get that. That totally makes sense. Um, but for me, it's because. Uh, I prefer uh, to watch CFL football on days I don't have to work. And unfortunately, I, I do work Saturdays. So it really just doesn't work with my schedule. So luckily, the Grey Cup, though, uh, is going to be on the 19th of November, which is a Sunday. And I'm very, very excited for that. Um, anyway, enjoy uh, the rest of your week. We will talk to you next week uh, as we look forward to to the 2023 CFL playoffs. Peace out. Peace.